Hi, this is Richard Pryor, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Mind of an Entrepreneur. This is episode number three. I am an author and entrepreneur coach, and this podcast is dedicated to all those entrepreneurs out there that are struggling, have obstacles and challenges in their business and life, and need some inspiration to get moving forward. So today's guest is Beth Pordria Forbush. I'm not sure if I messed up that second name there. Sorry, Beth, if I did. But it was an amazing conversation we had. She shared. Uh, she shares a lot of her challenges that she had when she first started her business and uh, why she got into business in the first place. It's really an inspirational story. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank again. Thanks again for listening. I'm Richard Pryor, and uh, enjoy. Ah, you figured it out. I did. I you- feel. I feel so techie. <laughs> love it. You're awesome, Beth. <laughs> and um, I do have a little cold, so I apologize for that. I hope it's not going to – I hope I don't sound too terrible. No, it's all real. You sound amazing. You sound amazing. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited. Yeah, right? Yeah. How, how was your New Year's? You know, my New Year's was kind of quiet. It was – actually, we were up in Plymouth, and that was really awesome. Um, and we went over to um, that tavern on the wharf. Oh, yeah. And it was great because I'm gluten-free. So I guess the um, head chef's um, wife, I guess, is celiac. So we've been going there and it's been really great. And I could have settled in there, but we weren't staying overnight. So we drove back and then we just were kind of quiet and we watched Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, we uh, we kind of we kind of hung out. We went over to our friend's house back. We used to live in Saugus and... Uh, Hung out with her for the uh, for the night with uh, with other other friends, so it was kind of nice. It was just quiet. oh, that is nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but, you know, years ago we used to do New Year's Eve in Times Square, and that was uh, chaos. But we were younger, so it was okay chaos. <laughs> you know, we we were kind of flipping in and out of like Twilight Zone, and then into um, you know what was going on in Times Square. Yeah, and I just felt like this overwhelming sense of gratitude that I was not in Times Square. Yes. Like, I'm like, you, like you couldn't pay me enough to go there. Really? No, no. It's, and it's so true. I mean, we went there and, you know, we were fortunate enough and, and blessed enough to have a hotel in Times Square at the time. So we got a little pen outside the, uh, the hotel that we could come and go as we pleased. We could go into our room and come out and, and you know, go to the bathroom if we needed to. So, then- so there was no adult diapers for you? R- no, we didn't need any adult <laughs> diapers, which was fantastic. We didn't have to go to the bathroom in a bottle or anything. It was nice. But then, you know, in the morning, we were seeing people camping out at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And it's like these poor people are going to be here all day. And it was cold. And, and just, it just, I, it wasn't appealing to me at all. And they wouldn't let anybody have umbrellas. Like, I just was looking at that going, you know, there was a time where I kind of felt like this FOMO, you know, like, ooh, you know, I wish I could do that. But, you know, honestly, like I had, there was no FOMO. I was just so grateful to be like warm and cozy on the couch with my dogs. And <laughs> it was great. Yes. yes. No, no, no. It's like, you're not missing anything. We did, my wife and I did two New Year's Eves over there. We did the first one when we, we, it was like our second date we did it. And it was, uh, that was old school Times Square, not like it is now, like Disney World. So it was, right. it was quite interesting, um, you know, how, how we've seen it uh, change over the years. But uh, yeah, you didn't miss anything. You know, oh. from the house, it, it, it's beautiful. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know, yeah. So, so I'm so, I'm so happy to have you here. I, I can't wait to get going here. So um, let's, uh, let's just get into it. Um, if you would love to share your uh, 
your journey on on how you ended up uh you know becoming an entrepreneur and and uh, how you got where you are today. That would be, we'll start with that. We'll start with that. Well, it kind of feels like, you know, what's that show? Um, this is your life. Remember that old show that used to be on TV? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's funny because when I look back on my life, it really has just led me to where I am today. And, you know, little did I know that all the adversity that I went through kind of was preparing me for, you know, really what I'm doing. Um, it, I guess I could start, you know, I've never had a job um, that I really had to answer to anybody. Really. Um, I really had a lot of freedom. I was, um, I was in commercial printing. I was in sales, um, for a while, but as long as I was doing my due, I could do whatever I wanted. I didn't have to really answer to anyone. And then, um, one of my, um, clients actually ended up hiring me off the road and I ended up working at a production company, um, a marketing company. Actually, I was production manager there and I worked my butt off and I never had to answer to anybody there either. So, Fast. You were fortunate. I was very fortunate. I really, I mean, I worked really hard. I guess you make your own luck, right? Of course. <laughs> but um, I, then I ended up having a baby and he was not really well. Like he had chronic ear infections and asthma and I couldn't work the kind of work that I was doing. So my husband and I decided one of us had to stay home and we decided that it was going to be me, which really everybody would thought I would never be able to survive at home. I would never... You know, I needed that because I was I, I was good at what I did and I really enjoyed I enjoyed that kind of pace, you know, the multitasking and all of that. Um, anyways, fast forward, I ended up having three sons in four years, which was wow. a, a lot. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> wow. You talk about multitasking. I don't know any person better on this planet than moms. Oh, right? isn't it unbelievable? So and it got better even for multitasking. So it ended up all three of them had asthma. Oh. And, and two of them had multiple life-threatening food allergies. Oh. So I was kind of like a deer in the headlights, but I, you know, learned and studied and I started studying food science and I really did feel that, uh, you know, food is your medicine. And so I had to cook and learn how to remaster recipes so that they um, could be fed to my whole family. And I only cooked one meal, you know, like for dinner. I didn't do like you know, four different meals for all the different things that were going on. I kind of had to figure out like through, um, you know, the whatever, like elimination, you know, through elimination, what we could actually, what I could make and serve. So you cooked one meal and everybody ate that. Meal. And everybody, and now they always didn't like it. That wasn't always that they loved it, but they, <laughs> but they did. I, you know, I just didn't want to get into the habit of, I knew I was already had a lot on my plate. I couldn't really make like multiple. And then there was a chance that you'd have cross-contamination, et cetera. So yeah. I just kept it simple. And um, we really did quite well. We still traveled. Um, you know, we had to do all the stuff with all the EpiPens and everything, but we, yeah. we traveled, we stayed in condos, we did all that. And I continued to study and learn uh, food science through this whole process. Um, I used to study functional medicine, um, only because I was trying to make sure that they were with their genetics that they were given. Let's see how, you know, healthy we can keep them. Right. Right. So that was really the name of the game for us. And, um, I didn't work through that period of time. I really was just focused on, you know, the family. I mean, I did, we built a house and we did some other things that I, I, I contracted and I did some other things, but basically it was really just keeping everyone well and, um, you know, kind of moving forward. Did did you miss miss being in the work in the work environment? To be honest, you know, I thought that I would. Like I really thought that I would have like this big empty place. But I think because I was a late 
I got married late and then I had my babies late. I kind of had had just really great success in, in business before I started my family. And, and then I really just focused on my family. Like I, and I didn't really miss it. And all of my friends would be, I can't believe it, Beth. Like, cause I was so driven, yeah. but I think because I had so much to deal with, with my family and it's just so funny, kind of the universe, like, you know, knew, like I needed a lot, I guess, in order to, you know, stay fulfilled. So that's what it gave me like this big giant ball of stuff to have to handle. And we have, you know, we had two dogs at the time and, and three little boys. And I was really blessed. I got to spend my summers at the Cape for, I don't know how many years, 10 or 11 years at least. And, um, we just had, you know, it was, it was great. And then as the empty nest kind of started, um, <laughs> you know, I kind of looked at myself cause it was all about everybody else for a really long time. Right. So then I looked at myself and I had let myself really go. I mean, I, I was battling a lot of different health issues and, I was really just grossly overweight and I didn't even really see it coming. And I had tried lots of other things to lose weight and it just didn't, it didn't work. I mean, I, it worked for a little while and then I would gain all the weight back plus some. And so I sacrifices, did, you made a lot of all this. And I think the stress too, combined with the stress, yeah. I just didn't put myself first. And um, so it, it, for me, I kind of had this wake up call, you know, how like when all of a sudden there's photos of yourself, like I didn't yeah. have a lot of photos of myself. I was always standing behind everybody and I used to dress in layers <laughs> yeah, and, and I was the, I was the one who used to like totally make fun of myself all the time. Even on social media, I'd be like, you know, hoping they'd find a giant, you know, tumor in my abdomen that I had to have a tummy tuck or, <laughs> or hoping that like, you know, I, they were going to take my gallbladder out because that was seven pounds, you know, that I didn't have to, you know, diet, you know, for so. You know, even though I was cooking whole foods and I was, we were eating extraordinarily healthy, I just couldn't really keep the weight off for any length of time. And I didn't know why. And I kind of felt like that's just the way it was going to be. And um, long story, I mean, I did do everything. I did try everything. I did keto before it was cool. I did this program down in Connecticut called Diminishing Dimensions. I mean, I did everything. I did everything you could possibly think of a raw diet, vegan. I did it all. And you know what I find fascinating so much now is that everything's tagged putting keto on it. I was thinking about doing another uh, uh, coaching program just, you know, to help people that are entrepreneurs that uh, that want to go on keto. It's funny. I was I got a men's health magazine and every every ad, it's, you know, they took uh, Slim Fast. Is that one of them? Oh, Slim awful. Fast. Yeah. They put and they put keto on it. So everything is just this is crazy. With yeah. And, stuff. and, you know, you know, what I know about food science, I mean, there are ways, I guess, that you can do keto in a healthy way, but it's really a difficult, sustainable lifestyle. Like you need to have a better relationship with food in order to really have long term health. Because, you know, if you're eating all this fat, that's where all the toxins are, yeah. are in the fat. So you, 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 you definitely, definitely works for a short period of time. Like I'm right now, I'm right in the middle of a sugar detox. Um, and I love it. Like, I mean, I feel amazing. But I know that I'm not going to be able to just, you know, I can stay low carb, but it's got to be low carb. There, you have to have a balance in life, right? And, um, yes. and so that's something that I've learned. I mean, I'll be 56 this month. And what I've learned is just, I've done it all before. And so I'm watching this whole keto thing going, well, that's great. And that's going to work for a while because it worked for a while for me. But when I fell off a of keto is when I got to be, I was, I was bigger when I fell off a of keto than when I was pregnant with my first child. So yeah. I just, when you fall off, you, you, it, sometimes it's really hard to hop back on. And, and what, I, what I've learned, I mean, what I've learned over the years, because I, 
I was growing up, I always made fun of myself. And, and you know what? That, that makes us uh, really <laughs> unique. And we can make fun of ourselves because not everybody can. Everybody takes themselves too seriously, you know, in this world. And if, if we can make fun of ourselves, I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's better. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, it is better, but I was really self-deprecating. But I mean, I, I to would, a point. I, yeah. And I was like the butt end. I would make myself be the butt end of the jokes because it, for me, being so overweight was really uncomfortable and I didn't feel good. I mean, I was, I had brain fog and I was fatigued and, yeah. and I couldn't keep up with my kids and I was tired all the time. I mean, I just felt like there was really something seriously wrong with me. And, you know, I was in and out of the doctor's office and it was, it was just, it felt like insanity. And, um, I had been looking at, you know, this program, um, of old friend of mine, um, really on Facebook, first of all, and I researched it for even a couple of years, but I thought, and I referred other people to it, but it wasn't for me. It was good for all those other people. I had, I had cousins that had, um, you know, and, you know, inflammatory problems. And, um, I just said, well, this is a great anti-inflammatory. You should try this. Well, fast forward, I saw some pictures of myself. Um, and I almost, I almost fell out of my chair seriously. <laughs> like I couldn't believe that I was as big as I was. And so I finally, just in a really low moment, I ended up calling this, this girl from high school that I had seen her posting some things. And I said, well, I'm just going to try this. And I didn't even talk to my husband about it because I had tried. I knew he was not going to be on board. And anywho, I ended up just getting it and the box came in and I was like, oh my, what have I done? Like I was so, <laughs> I was so completely overwhelmed. I'm like, what have I done? So it, I end up just, my husband comes home, he starts shaking his head and he's like trying to poke holes in it. Yeah. He sits that's on his rig. That's what we, we that's what we got, what, uh, we're supposed to do. That's what husbands do. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not alone in that one. Yeah. yeah he doesn't get something. I was like, you know, that, that X, Y, Z, that's not, yeah, yeah. That's not going to do that. Cause this, this, and this, cause we were experts on everything. Well, clearly. <laughs> and my husband would be on his computer just trying to I'm trying to help myself and he's on the computer saying you know it's this it's that he's finding all this like you know bad press and I said you know that almost fueled my fire though because then I'm like I'm gonna do this exactly the way I'm supposed to do it just so if it doesn't work out I knew there was money back guarantee I was gonna send it back right you so, wanted to say I told you so to him. I, I totally wanted to say I told you so <laughs> and you know what inside of two weeks it was probably like within 10 days I had I woke up and I actually felt like so good that it felt illegal. And I had been like, I'm a big ingredient list reader. Like I really I am like, cause my kids all have food allergies. I mean, I knew every ingredient in every single product, but yet I woke up and I said, are you, are you kidding me? Like, how can I possibly feel this good? Like I just felt like, and they say it all the time, like I swallowed the rainbow, right? Yeah. So I felt like I swallowed the rainbow and my husband was kind of watching, still kind of trying to poke holes in it. And at that moment when I woke up, I knew, because I was also a chronic insomniac yeah. for, for decades. And I started sleeping through the night, which uh -huh. it doesn't sound that exciting to most people. But for me, if I slept through the night one day a year for the, like the last two decades, at least, it was a miracle. So these were, I was sleeping through the night, night after night after night after night. And I just couldn't believe it. Um, I woke up just feeling amazing. And so... I knew I didn't care what he said about it. I was never going to not yeah, have these products I mean, it in my body. Puts, it, put, it puts you in a in a different state of mind. Oh, you know? my, oh, for sure. There was no more fog. There was no yeah. more. I just felt so alive and so vital and like 
colors were brighter. Everything right. was better. It was really, yeah. it, was, it felt like really miraculous. So and people, and people go, what are you, what is she smoking? Why is oh, she and so people, fucking happy? And, and they hate that you're happy. They, <laughs> well, no, they didn't hate it, but everybody noticed. <laughs> everybody noticed. I, my son was playing basketball. So we'd go to the basketball games because I started it on December 2nd, 2015. Right. Wow. So, yeah. That is courageous before the holidays. Oh yeah. Cause you know what? I was so desperate. Like I was really at, you know, they say you hit bottom. I mean, I was, I was like to the point where I really was frantic. I was frantic uh-huh. about it. So yeah. So I would show up at these basketball games all through basketball season and people just kept looking at me going, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And this was really in a short period of time, like two and a half or three weeks. And everybody was asking me what I was doing. They could see the difference. My skin was different. My hair was just shiny. Like everything was better. So anyways, I ended up ultimately losing 50 pounds. And to be honest, it was fairly effortless. And I did not exercise for the vast majority of that. I started doing like the elliptical because I, I, yeah. I had broke my leg and tore my ACL. So I had some issues um, with my knee really, but I started doing elliptical, um, you know, probably like two and a half or three months in. And that really just took off. And I was also in a weight loss, like a local weight loss challenge where everybody threw in 20 bucks. So that was kind of extra incentivizing me. So anyways, by, by Chris. So, so, the, so that's, so the, uh, I just wanted to get into a little bit about, you know, when people telling you, you, you know, you were looking good, that gave you more, even more fuel, right? That fuel you fired to even do it, it even more. It, it really does. It mm-hmm. really, and, and sometimes you don't even see it in yourself, right? You don't, you're see, looking at yourself every day in the mirror. You don't really see that much of a difference. Right. But I knew I needed to kind of give it a, a, at least a full month really to see. But really, I felt so good that even if I didn't lose weight, I swear I was going to stay on it. And by Christmas time, I basically started to, I, I couldn't, I couldn't shut up about it. So <laughs> I started enrolling everybody before I even knew that there was any kind of compensation package attached, right? Because I share everything I love. I share restaurants and movies. And for crying out loud, I share more like good gluten-free food, like, you know, that's out there with anybody who wants to know about it or will listen, right? My hairdresser I share with everybody. Like, it's kind of like one of those things that when I'm excited about something, everybody, everybody knows it, right? (laughs) It's like, you, you can't, you can't hide it. And then when I found out that I could get paid to do this, there was something that really shifted inside me. And I said, at first I felt uncomfortable because, but then I'm like, I was sharing it so organically before. Don't get inside your own head. Just let's. Why did you, why did you feel uncomfortable? Well, I felt uncomfortable because I, I guess, and this was at the very beginning because I guess I didn't want people to think, you know, I was born and raised Catholic, right? So I have like this yeah. Catholic guilt. Like I didn't want anybody ever to think for a second that I was ever sharing this because I was going to, because of the money part, you know what I mean? I wanted them, I wanted them to do it, whether even they did it. Like I've had people that I've coached, even if they didn't do it with me, I just want you to do it. Like, this is going to change your life. Just do it. I'll help you in any way I can. Like, just, just do this. Like, it's just really, you know, it was life-changing. So, so so what, what, what got you around that limiting belief you had of that, you know? That's a great question. So the limiting belief was, I mean, basically somebody said, Hey, just share it. Like it's a stick of gum. Mm-hmm. you feel like it was a gift that was given to you. What difference does it make? And, and your time is valuable. And, and coaching people, I spend, and I pride myself on coaching people. Um, I really hold their hand as much as they need it. Um, and it's never a bother. I love, I love it. It's so absolutely, um, it fills my cup. It really does. I mean, I'm a, my kids are, I'm an empty nester. 
Mm-hmm. And not that my kids ever wanted my advice anyways, but no, they you know, no, they didn't. <laughs> but now it's like, we don't know anything. No, they don't. We don't know anything. You know, that's true. But now that, you know, they're not there for at least for me to nag at it or whatever, this whole thing has opened up this whole new people come to me because they want to get better. And then I have the tools to be able to help them get better. And then it's just so satisfying. Like, you know, people, I want to wear a bikini this summer. And all of a sudden they're snapping pictures and sending me bikini pictures over the summer or they're, <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. One woman said, I just want to look better in my photographs. And she killed it. And she was like, I'm not good. I'm not coachable. And I don't want to exercise. I'm like, look, let's just take baby steps. We're going to do whatever it is that you need. And she has just rocked it. I have um, old um, collegiate um, athletes that just absolutely nailed it. Like they just look beautiful and they're just so appreciative and thankful that they actually ended up, you know, finding this, that it is really different. It's not like anything else out there and it just changes people's lives. And so I intentionally started sharing it instead of it just being, you know, willy nilly. I saw this as an avenue for me to, you know, basically have another career at, you know, 53 years old. I decided, you know what, I'm going to have a new, this is going to be a new thing that I'm doing. And my family um, has, I've not been able to really go back into the workforce in any other capacity because there's always, I'm the emergency handler at my house and there's always emergencies. Um, And so this actually allows me to have this amazing, fulfilling career. I travel all over the place, um, visiting with my team and training. Um, and I get to do this. And yet if an emergency comes up, my family comes first and I'm able to, you know, handle whatever is happening and then get back into, you know, helping others. And it's just been just, just an absolute, uh, gift. It really has. So when you first, when you first thought about, you know, you went through the program, you had all this success, what uh and you were thinking about you know selling it and, and doing your own thing were there any you know anything any any fears that you had and if you could just share you know if you got a fear that you had about you know am i going to really help people out whatever fears that you may have had well i guess um i'm kind of fearless in a lot of things that i do i love it um that's I always say, I'm just going to do the best I can. And then whatever happens is going to happen. I just leave it all out there. Like, I just really do. I leave, I leave, I don't have regret in my life. I really just kind of move forward. And when I'm in and I make a decision, I'm all in, I'm all in. Um, So the, I guess the, you know, I was worried a little bit about, um, you know, would I be able to learn, you know, there's, they do all the, they give you all the training. um, And you know, would I, would I have the attention span really, you know, after all these years, really, truly like to be able to focus and be able to learn and, and retain all this information. And it really is something I'm so interested in. Like, um, so that part didn't, um, end up being a problem. And if I don't have the answer right away, then I'm able to, you know, go ahead and, uh, find, I'll just tell them, I'll say, Hey, I don't know the answer, but I know I can find it. Let me, you know, that's, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Uh, I love that thing about some people that I talk about. It's, I love it's resourcefulness. It's it's going out and finding the answers. That's right. No, no yep. matter what, you know, I'm going to find it and I'm going to, I'm going to help you. That's right. That's exactly what it is. And, and, oh, and I guess a big fear I did have I, I, is doing like those. So in order to get more people right that in your funnel, right. When you're yep. doing network marketing, 
is you have to go live. So I did have a fear about going live because I thought my brain was going to like just just conk out like right when it went live. And so I had some, you know, I did have a lot of reservations and fear about doing that, that I wouldn't measure up or that, you know, people would heckle me or something like that. Right. Exactly. But- <laughs> we, we, we get we get into our mind all these beliefs and all these assumptions that, yes. you know, we're going to be they're going to be hated. They're going to make fun of us. And there may be one or two out there that may do that. Right. But when when your heart is in the right place, and I and I believe that you you're going after something with such passion yep. that all that's all that is secondary because your your the basic goal is is to help other people. Right? Yes. Yeah. And that's just and that to seriously like I didn't even know the other thing I think I had in my an advantage to me was that I didn't even know anything about network marketing, so I didn't have a bad connotation I didn't That's have good. any kind of, yeah which was yep. real which was really good for me because I didn't have you know now that I'm kind of sharing it with a lot of people I hear people go oh it's one of those pyramid schemes and I'm like pyramid scheme I'm like a pyramid scheme is when the CEO makes all the money and all the workers <laughs> aren't making anything and you yeah, can never make more than the CEO right <laughs> but I could make more I mean the top earners right now in our company have only been I, I don't know about this month. I haven't checked like the statistics, but like in my company, there was a guy who's only been doing it for four years and he's a top wage earner in the whole company. So there's, it, it basically, you know, the whole glass ceiling, there's no glass ceiling. I mean, when you're in network marketing, it's you put the time in, you, you make, you know, it's all about getting yourself to be a better person too. Like you're, you're doing a ton of personal growth. Um, and by doing that, you end up, you know, getting, you, you're, you're a better person. You're able to help other people. Right. In, okay. in a better capacity. Of course. So let's get let's just I want to just just go back just for a second sure. back to that to that first uh, we doing Facebook lives or something. Yes. That's my so, Facebook so I, I see them now. They're awesome. I always see you <laughs> popping up on my feed. I go, there's Beth again. You got something awesome to say. So tell me about that first one and how how scared you were, because yeah. I want to I want to help other entrepreneurs that are listening to this. Because they may have those same beliefs. They're sitting there. It's like, I should do a Facebook Live, but I'm scared. I'm scared to do it. What did you do to get past that and say, and just and just get it done? So that's a great that's a great question. And and yes, anybody out there listening totally should just get over themselves and do a Facebook Live. Because you know what? Like anything else that you're really your life happens outside your comfort zone. So if you're perfectly, so. it's so it's absolutely true. And the more you do uncomfortable things fewer things feel uncomfortable. Like as you are just living your life and to be honest at my age, that really uncomfortable feeling feels really good. It feels like I'm alive and I'm doing this. And, and you know what? I could totally mess it up, but I'm going to fall forward. Right. I'm going to fall doing something that, you know, I'm trying my best and I'm doing it. So the great way that I actually ended up um, doing my first Facebook live, I was at an event and we had a brand new uh, flavor, a limited edition flavor shake come out. And my, one of my mentors, um, Ann Baranti, ended up <laughs> making us all go live together in the hotel room and try this new shake, right? Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then all <laughs> of a sudden she has me live and I, it like got the sting off of it. It just kind of was like, oh, that wasn't even really that bad. And then another time she actually invited me to join her in a live. So I kind of did it a little bit at a time. Um, And then I just took off because I said, you know what? I'm, I can do this. Like I, I have something to say and I'm just going to go on and 
let people know about it. And, and that's how it kind of all started. Um, so and that, was, you, that was great. I mean, you had a group, you had somebody to help you to, like hold your hand. You know, yes. Hand into that first one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I would be happy to hold anybody's hand now and help them to get onto Facebook lives too. I mean, there's always a, there's always a way to kind of mix it in. Um, it's, it's really funny because we did this video, my husband and I, and my husband did it kind of willing to do it, but then it got like thousands and thousands of views. No kidding. And then he said, well, I'm not doing that again. I didn't think anybody was going to watch it. And I said, well, come (laughs) on. And of He's course, mad because it was successful. Well, he wasn't mad, but he was nervous now. Like he didn't know anybody was going to watch. So now he didn't want to do another one. And of course, all of my, you know, everybody in my upline was like, he is your golden nugget. Like you got to get him on, you know, get him on. I'm like, okay. So then we started this burger show. I don't know if you've seen us on our burger show. We do burger show on Friday. It, and it's basically the premise is, is it worth the calories? Like we eat clean, like 80% of the time, but 20% of the time we're out doing our thing. Right. So, so having that actually ended up getting my husband willing to go and do it. So now we're on, we're going to be doing episode seven tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. So, and that has been really fun. Like we go in and, and for empty nesters, it's been really fun because we plan our next place and then, you know, we're planning on doing all of new England. So it's going to have like trips involved and, and doing all of that. So I love it. So you go into restaurants, we go into restaurants and I bring my little, I have like a, um, a light and a thing that holds my phone. And then we go on Facebook live and it, and then I end up, you know, I do have a YouTube channel as well. So I end up after the whole thing is done, I upload it to my YouTube channel, but anybody who watches can watch it live on Friday nights. And I don't always know exactly what time, which is a little problematic, but when you're going to a restaurant, you never know, like, are they running behind? And we only go live once the food is there. Yeah. So we go live and we basically talk about, you know, the ambient, the ambiance of the um, restaurant, you know, how the service is, um, how, how friendly all the people are. And then we talk about the food. And of course my husband's like, well, we're not complainers. And I start laughing. And I'm like, well, we're not. We don't want anybody to spit in our food the next time. Exactly. But, but I said, look, I said, we have to be honest. if We're going to do this. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. So we are, we're, we're honest about our reviews and we, we've been having a lot of fun doing that. And it's, and you know, it's also been fun. Just my husband and I kind of reconnecting and he's all excited about it too. So he will have like ideas of where we're going to go. And then this morning he ended up trying to do, um, we're, we're both cleansing. We're on day two of our cleanse and, He's like, well, I want to do a cleansing video. So now he's starting to get the fever, you know. Wow, now you, that he... you, you converted him <laughs> out of an addict. Now he's, exactly. a, he's addicted to the he's addicted to the internet now with the media and doing these videos. Isn't it funny? I was laughing because you know, of course, like, and then we had like some hecklers come on and say, You have to let your husband talk. And so I was laughing. So he thought that was hysterical. I'm like, okay, I'll let him talk a little more or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, Beth, I love that because that's a way that you know, you're taking you're taking your your entrepreneurial you know, your your world and you're 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 wrapping that integrated into your relationship with your husband. Now that you're empty nesters, you guys got some fun stuff to do. And not only are you you sharing valuable information with people, it's fun, and you guys enjoy doing it together. Absolutely, and I think that that's really it's like you know I used to make this hashtag. It's like couples who, who cleanse together stay together. You know, <laughs> and um. And it, and it really is true. Like, I mean, a lot of people who, you know, their husbands won't come, come on board and I'm like, you know, it's a, it makes a big difference because my husband was, you know, it took him four months to come on board, but he used to come home every day after work and fall asleep in the recliner until dinner was ready. And now he, 
splits his own wood. He picked up backcountry skiing. He, you know, we do all these amazing things together. We're big hikers. You know, we're living like this really amazing. I never thought our, like looking at retirement that we would have such an active and really vital relationship. You know, it's just been really fun. That That is that is so beautiful to hear because you're right. It takes people just people are people that are, you know, that haven't gone through, you know, a, a transformation as far as the health. It's like they don't know how beautiful things can be on the other side. Right. They're just so scared of going there. I mean, my wife Ryan were in Fiji uh, last February and we did a cleanse for four days. Oh. We come out of there and it changed our lives. And when you said the colors looked more colorful. Yes. I could so relate to that. Isn't it amazing? It vibrant. And I could see clearly. I could see things clearer. I heard different things. Yes. I was able you... to communicate better. And, and it all was because that we had, you know, introduced so many toxins into our bodies through our food that we ate over the course of our life. And it only takes a, a couple of days, a week or so or whatever to to get that stuff and feel that that aliveness, I guess, is a good oh, for Oh, for sure. I mean, our cleanse, it's a, you know, we do a two-day cleanse and it is, it really is a reset and it's different. And I always say people have no idea how absolutely incredible they were designed to feel. People are going through life and stepping one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, and just existing. And they have no idea how absolutely amazing like you're just supposed to wake up and feel ready for the day and 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 be just engaged with everything <laughs> and live your life not just exist you know that's a that's well very well put there just live your life not just exist because i just i see a lot of people that are just existing yep i, I do too and you want to shake them you want to shake them and say there's a better way just try it just just try my way it might it might work for you it may not if it doesn't work for you get your money back no risk yeah just try yep. it Trying something different, always trying something different. Yes. And that's what I try to coach my entrepreneurs. It's like, if you have a problem with, you know, getting clients, you know, uh, getting new clients, you know, building revenue streams, if you're trying something, try something different, be resourceful. Because if you're not trying something different, you're not growing. Absolutely. And growth is the name of the game. And that gets back into your uncomfortable, right? People are, don't want it. They want to just keep trying to like get the last bit of whatever they were doing. They just feel like it's so hard to make a change. But change doesn't have to be both feet jumping in all at one time. It can be making small changes every day kind of to get you closer to where you want to be. It doesn't have to be this all-encompassing, scary thing, although sometimes that is, <laughs> works out really well too. But sometimes just making those small changes one little bit at a time that get you closer to you know your where you want to be or your happiness or or more income or whatever it is it's just yeah. taking a chance yeah i think yeah like you said it's like those, those small tiny steps and i encourage people to don't look at things from this you know fifty thousand foot view just take these one small step today what can you do today? that's right one small step that'll get you moving forward that's you right you have to you don't have to you know pop the red sea you know that's just that's Cross right. A puddle for today. Uh, you tomorrow know, tomorrow you worry about tomorrow. That's right. And we say all the time, it's like, you know, what can I do today? What will I do today? Like, you know, what, what, what will I actually do? And I always say too, the other thing I say all the time is, you know, it's easy to, um, you know, say you're going to do something, but you know, the rubber meets the road. It's like, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, 
are you going to do it? The doing is where the magic happens, not in the saying or the intention or anything else. It's just making, you know, doing the actual thing, the actual action of whatever it is. You have to just do it. You have to just get it done. And, you know, most people are just so afraid. But once they take that first little step, then it just, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then they take another step. And that's really, you know, that's how progress happens. Do you have, do you have trouble, uh, you know, as we're talking about, uh, you know, taking steps and, 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 and actions and, and goals and stuff. Do you ever have trouble uh, holding yourself accountable as far as actions? That's, and that's a really great question too. And I, I lived a long time kind of beating myself up about that because my life felt for a long time that it was not my, in my control, that it was all these other things that were happening in my life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my kid would have an anaphylactic reaction that took me out of this and I'd have to do that or I couldn't make a plan because I was worried that something you know else was going to happen. And so um, I hold myself, now I hold myself accountable and I'm far from perfect. Um, I give myself grace as I give grace to others um, because we're human beings and we're not perfect, but you need to at least have enough respect for yourself to try to make a plan and then do the best you can to stick to it. Um, and that goes for my business as well. I mean, network marketing to some degree is mastering the mundane. Mm-hmm. I I have an easy time doing really big things. Like I go into doctor's offices and I do these big luncheons and I will stand in front of, I have a networking group of, you know, 20 something people that I'll stand up and do a presentation. I love that. But the mundane part is the part that I have to hold myself accountable for because that's the hard part for me. Yeah. Um, I love loving on people and loving on my clients. And um, that part's easy. It's just doing the do of the, you know, every single day, making sure you're doing, you know, I have a sheet that I have set up that I have to follow basically, because it's, it's the mundane stuff. It's the stuff that isn't as fun for me. (laughs) So I have to make sure that I'm still doing that, even though it's not fun for me, like anything else. I mean, no matter what you do, there's going to be stuff about it that you don't like. So you just have to find stuff that lights you up enough that you're willing to do the other stuff. Right. No, that's, that's very well said. Do you have any kind of routine that you do in the morning to, to, to kind of schedule your day. Cause a lot of people have, you know, I write down, you know, the, the 10 things I'm grateful for. I try to do that every day. And, That's a great uh, practice. That and, is a great and, practice. And, and try to do, and I put on the list, uh, three top things I want to accomplish and why. You know, oh, that's to, really nice. That's a great I, one. I'm writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try to do things like that because um, if you don't, if you don't do those things, you, you end up going through the whole day and you, you, at the end of the day, it's like, wow, what did I accomplish? Right. So I have my, like I'll schedule appointments and I have all of my appointments are all scheduled, but my first thing in the morning, I do practice gratitude as well as I do that in the first thing in the morning. And I also do it at night. Um, but I, I, I think the big thing for me is first thing in the morning and I wake up, I should have been a farmer. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like I'm up, I'm up really early and, um, but that's my really creative time. So that's well, when I, so, so I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Cause I am too, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I get up at three o'clock in the morning. Well, three o'clock, I don't get up at three, but it's not unusual. 4.30 is between 4.30 and 5.30 is my regular. I mean, I don't set an alarm. I mean, that's just what time I wake up. And my husband laughs. Like if I have to get up early for an appointment, I'll say, oh, I have to set my alarm. He goes, you don't have to set the alarm. But if I don't set the alarm, then I'll be worried that I'm not going to. So, you know, so this, this is really interesting to me. And I, I need to, I need to <laughs> dive into your mind a little bit on this yeah. one. How did you realize because I know what it was for me. How did you realize that that, that time was your creative time? Was um, there a light that went off? What? 
Well, for me, I, because I have the three kids grow, like mm-hmm. as I, that time was my time. Like that, like I would get up before the kids got up and my kids were not good sleepers. So I would get up before the kids got up and that would be my time of, I would almost like meditate. I would, I would have my coffee and I would kind of get into my head a little bit and just start like deep, like I would kind of like use that peaceful time to just ponder and it was just developed into this really creative, um, my creative juices really, really flow uh, big in the morning. Like, so when I get up, I just do that. It wasn't like an epiphany. It happened over yep. time, I think, because that's the only time that somebody wasn't asking me for something or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like I, and, and I, and the whole day was ahead of me. So it wasn't like by the end of the day, if I still hadn't gotten the dishes done or there was a whole big bunch of laundry or the clutter was everywhere that then I couldn't think clearly. But by that morning, I would look around. The house was usually pretty tidy and I just would have a I don't know. It just ended up organically, I think, becoming like my creative time. And I'm a morning person so that I'm I'm a sunriser. I mean, I make it to sunset, but I'm a sunriser more than a sunsetter. And so that's, I guess, just how I, I was built. So that that time in the morning, it's almost like a time where it's before life starts. Yes. And it's it's just and the pink of the morning, like mm-hmm. it just I mean, I get goosebumps. I mean, every morning for me is like this. I'm just so grateful to be alive. And I can't believe how blessed we live in the woods where we are um, in Western Mass. And yep. it, it's just I look out my windows and I just can't believe that I get to live here and that I you know, it just, for me, it just is, is just, I get goosebumps. Like I will sit there on my couch and just breathe it in and out and just feel like, wow, like this is just, it's an amazing life. And how, how great is it? So just, I want to like, so the problems that you've encountered in life, were those really problems? (laughs) Well, looking back, of course, I've always been somebody who really, really early on, like I had a rough childhood and I had, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of other things. And then my kids all had issues and, and illness. And there was just a lot. Like my, my youngest got EpiPen. I think now we're on 12 times. Wow. Um, and, you know, it, it, it can be extraordinarily stressful. Um, but look how the, I, in my opinion, how you handle those challenges in life mm-hmm. and what you learn from how you handle those things I think gives you so much strength um, moving forward. I feel like the strength that I have, I mean, my, my husband's had it pretty easy most of his life until he met me, but I said, you knew I was trouble before you met me. You're going to let him hear this? (laughs) Of course I am. (laughs) No, but he knows. I mean, his parents, like it was, you know, it was like my three sons, you know, like they just lived this really beautiful, you know, they lived in the suburbs and they had like this great, you know, everybody wanted to be over their house, you know, kind of thing. Right. And so, you know, he met me and I was kind of like this, you know, whirling dervish of crazy. And um, but he, you know, we're different than each other, but we really complement each other. Like I'm more of a risk taker and I'm somebody who is pl- really grounded and I have really broad shoulders and I can handle a lot. Um and so we kind of do, you know, we definitely complement each other. Um, but yeah, I feel like this, when I look back, I, every single thing that I've gone through, I really feel has prepared me mm-hmm. to handle what I'm handling today. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're having, you know, 
you know, there's always some kind of stress, you know, going sure, on. That's life. Like, it is life, what, isn't it? Um, what I say is, what I say is the people, you know, people that think, you know, they shouldn't have problems, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. That's well, what yeah, and, and, and you know, it, it helps you to have it, like everything you need balance, right? So, you know, it can't, if everything was always, you know, rainbows and sunshine, right? Then you wouldn't, we would never do would, anything. We would never do anything. We certainly wouldn't appreciate the rainbows and sunshine, right? It's like, what do they say? You know, it, it's, you can only see the stars when it's the darkest or something, you know, like there's mm-hmm. all these different, so you know, yeah, there's all these different yep. sayings that, yep. and it, and I totally and truly believe that that's, that that's the case. I mean, I, I'm so, I feel really blessed with all the adversity that I've gone through in my life. I feel like it has uniquely prepared me yep. um, to handle things that other people I don't think would necessarily be able to, to handle. So I, I, it's I, my superpower. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I, and I feel the same way. I have a, I have a name for mine, but, but I think what is I, it? What's the name? I, I, I like to think of myself Iron Man. You know, oh, I like, love that. That's when I, when I go great. in, when I got it, when I have some, uh, a little problem they have to overcome, whether it's speaking in front of a group or anything, I mm-hmm. just, you know, change my state. You know, I yeah. said that I am Iron Man and, and I go forward. <laughs> but what the, the common theme that I've, I've been talking to so many, many entrepreneurs over the last year, it's like, it's that, is that the problems that they've faced in life, they've overcome them. And the reason they are where they are today, successful in business is because they put a, put a meaning on those problems. They made them mean something. It was part of their journey. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm always big on embracing the journey. I mean, everything that happens, you know, my husband and I sometimes for, well, for, for many years, we remember that the, the um, Saturday night live, they would be like that really like that when they did the news and they'd be like, <laughs> whatever it was like, we would do that to each other. Like something would happen. It would be horrible. Like other people might just fall down and just break down and, and cry and we would just look at each other going, really? Like, is that really happening? And for a while, we thought, like, Ashton Kutcher was going to, like, get us on, you know, like, on a video. Like, you know, we were getting punked punk. or whatever they got. Yeah. 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 So we would do that for a while, too. But it, the humor, too. I mean, I, I guess the other part of this is you just never can lose your sense of humor. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, nobody's going to get out of this alive, right? Like, we are all have the same, you know, life to live. We're all kind of moving forward. And nobody has tomorrow promised and we have to make sure that we're living in the present and that we're, we're, you know, just making the most of every day that we're given. Um, it's so beautiful. You just, well, you said it and I say it all the time, you know, we have no idea how long we're here. No, you know, nobody does. And, and as somebody said it, I don't know who, who said it or how they said it. It was something to the effect of uh, make, make each day your masterpiece. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is. It just, you know, make, take, Take whatever you can get out of each day. Smile, make somebody laugh, change somebody's life. You yes, know? yes. Shine your light, right? Shine your light. And, right? and even if, it, if you're too bright for some people, that's okay. You know, some people said those aren't your people. And I, and I always say, just give them some sunglasses, right? Like, that's, it that's doesn't right. mean that you're not, they're not your people. It just means they, they just need a little more help. And that's okay. So how do you, <laughs> let, since we're on that, let, let's just talk about that for a sec. Um, when you when you come into uh, contact with people that are negative, yeah, what what is your what is your thought process? Do, do you do you move away from them? Do you try to give them more love? How do you typically handle that? I, I thought this would block phone calls. <laughs> um, no, it that's so, right. no, it doesn't. That's okay. So, um, well, I for me, um, and some people might. You know, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, I won't let people drag me into their vortex, awesome. right? 
yeah. I won't, I won't allow that to happen. However, I do, um, you, you want to say like, I, I kill them with kindness. Like I, I'm yeah. somebody who, if they're so negative and angry and whatever they are, I like to have empathy for them. Like I would not want to be them. Right. Like I'm just so glad that I don't have to live that way every day. And that if there's something I can do that can help them, I will definitely give it my all to try to help them and help them because, you know, changing your mindset is a daily, it's like a muscle, right? You have to work it every what? single day and, and you can spend your life worrying, which doesn't change the outcome of anything, or you can spend your life trying to focus on the positive, right? Like, so the whole thing about, you know, somebody did this thing to me. I went to a training once and it said, you know, look, look out in front of you and, and count everything that's yellow. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you've heard that before, right? Like, so count everything that's yellow. And then they say, close your eyes. And how many things were red? Well, if you're yeah. watching for everything that whatever you focus on is you're going to see more of it. It's going to multiply no matter what, if you focus on the bad stuff, you're going to see a lot, you can find bad stuff no matter what you're doing and no matter how perfect your life is, you're going to see bad stuff. Yeah. But if you focus on the good stuff, even if you think there's not a lot of good stuff, you're going to keep finding more good stuff and more good stuff. And there's tiny miracles that happen every single day. And if you don't pay attention, you're going to miss it. Oh, I know I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> you speak my language better. Oh, that's okay. awesome. You know, that, that's so incredible. And, you know, and, and when, I see, when I see people that are, you know, difficult, angry, frustrated, I try to put myself into their position thinking, you know, Maybe they just had, you know, maybe they just had lost somebody. Maybe they just went right. from the doctor. I mean, people you never know in this world are good at the at core. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we do things that aren't right. But I have to believe that everybody's good at their core. And when you come across somebody like that, like you said, you try to, you try to kill them with the kindness and try to get them to, you know, to smile at least. If I could get somebody to smile that's angry, I've done my job for the day. That's right. Especially like when you're in the grocery aisle, like if somebody is like, really, I'll say, you know, I'm so sorry. I said, are you having a bad day? I'll say that to people. I mean, of course, now I'm in network marketing. I talk to everybody, right? Like, I'll yeah, talk, I mean, but I you know, yeah. I was like that before network marketing. Like I, my husband would be like, do you have to talk to everybody? I'm like, I kind of feel like I do. Like, I don't know. It's just part of me. But like, if somebody's like, just has a sour puss or all too long to do something, I'll be like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, are you having a bad day today? You know, all of that. And, um, you know, it, it just is fun. It's, it's it, when then you see them smile because maybe they didn't even realize how angry they were, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's so, so true. Um, this, this has been uh, absolutely fantastic. So I just, I love asking a couple of questions. I got like one for you. Have you ever gotten any like bad advice from somebody? When you're <laughs> this entrepreneur? Just like, oh, I have a million a, of them. I could as an, as an, as an entrepreneur, have I gotten any bad advice? Yeah, somebody that told Well, you to do yeah, for sure. That. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you get advice from leaders who maybe don't have your client's best interest at heart. Yeah. Um, but I'm really a strong person. So if something doesn't mesh with me in terms of integrity, and if it's not best for my client, like I don't, I, I never would, you know, I, I can filter that out and I don't necessarily follow that advice. So I have a very strong sense of, you know, that of integrity and of doing the right thing. And no matter if the right thing is so much harder than just, you know, going the path of, path of least resistance. I mean, I'm all about 
doing really what's right. Um, Cause I feel like that's at the end of the day, that's all you have, right? You have your character and your integrity and nobody that's can it. take that away from you. That's it. And that's, and, and everybody thinks we can control so much in our lives and we really can't control anything. <laughs> no, except for your own behavior that's and your own actions is all you can do. And so that's why you have to hold that to the highest regard. Like you have to make sure you're doing really the best that you can do, you know, all the time, especially when other people are watching and you're more public than other people, especially. Right. right? Yep. 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 So true. So bad advice. What, has anybody given you the best advice you ever heard in your life? Oh, well, jeepers. I've had so many. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I was never, I never had any experience in network marketing, but this whole personal development thing has been, you know, just really unbelievable. And there's so many nuggets I've gotten um, over the years. One of the great ones was, you know, no story, no problem. Have you ever heard that? No, I haven't heard that, but the story resonates with me. Yep. Yeah. So if you don't, you know, say somebody's late to come and see you or somebody ghosts you, right? So, say you have an appointment and they stand you up. Yep. You know, you have a diff couple different ways you can think about that, right? You yep. And you can say, um, you know, oh, you know, they just didn't want to talk to me. They, you know, they think I'm, you know, this, they think I'm terrible or whatever. You can make out this whole big story about it. But if you just choose to just say, oh, something must have come up or whatever, don't make a story about it, right? Because right. if there's no story about it, then there's not a problem. Right. And so you're just, it's just a, a shift in your mindset about, you know, don't make a story where there's not a story. You know, um, I guess that's the, I think that's pretty good advice. That, that, that's helped me out because I used to put a whole big story because I'm, I have a creative mind, so I could think of a thousand different reasons why somebody <laughs> would, you know, stand me up for an appointment or whatever. Oh, and, as yeah. and as soon as I started letting that go, it did really change things. It changed how it didn't bring me out of the game for any length of time. Right. I was I was just, you know, f I kept myself, you know, in action instead of letting that derail me. I just would just move on with the next thing. Mm, so beautiful. <laughs> so, so beautiful. Oh my God. Uh, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> this uh, has been so much fun. I've really had a great time. It's been awesome. So, so let's, uh, let's give a couple of shouts out. How do they, how can they find you? I want to hear about the YouTube, the YouTube channel and when you're when you're going to do a burger run, if you're in Plymouth, my wife and I would love to be guests on your podcast. Oh, we would love it. We would, we would love that. Love we love burgers. We love being bad, you know, 20% of the time. So it, Yes, we would love that. Our next, the next time we go to Plymouth, we're going to go to um to Dylan's. Dylan's. Oh yeah, I know what Dylan's is. So yeah. we've already done K Katie's, and I guess when, when you go and search for different burger places, I love K Katie's too. We've love been there. Yeah, we've been there m multiple times. But I went there. We actually the burger show I did at K Katie's was with all my girlfriends, and yep. it was a laugh fest like the whole time. <laughs> and I had to keep my a straight face, and I. I did break down, you know, because we're live on Facebook for crying out loud, right? So <laughs> anyways, um, I would love that. Um, so it, you you let me know when you guys are going to be at Dylan's and my wife and I, if our schedules are there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that sounds perfect. That so, people, so how can I get, how can everybody find you? People can find me on Facebook. I'm Beth Pudrier Forbush, and I'm the only Beth Pudrier Forbush that's on Facebook. So they can find me there. I'm also on Instagram at, at Beth Forbush. Um, and I love my, I, I actually like my Instagram social media better right now than I do mm -hmm. my, yeah, I love it. Like, I, I feel like it's more authentically me than yep. my Facebook. Cause my Facebook kind of was my learning curve one. You know, it was my, it was my, when I didn't really know how to do it and I made a ton of mistakes and I fell forward and I, 
but I still, I mean, I still love it, but it's, but my, I really am loving my Instagram right now. And, um, and I, I should know what my, um, my channel is, but if you just, That's if you, fine. Uh, for YouTube, if they just go to, Be- if they just look for Beth Forbush, I should come up or if they can hashtag, is it worth the burger? And I think my, I you know, our stuff will come up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. It's been a great well, journey. Well, well, no worries. I will put all this stuff. I'll give you a call back and I'll put all this stuff in the link. Oh, so great. Everybody can find all your stuff all over the internet and get in touch with you and uh, transform themselves. So last <laughs> question before yep. we go okay. is putting uh something on a billboard that would inspire an entrepreneur to keep moving forward? Oh, that's a good one. Something that would be on a billboard that would inspire an entrepreneur. Um, let's see. I would have to say, uh, find your why. Oh, I love that. Yeah, find your why because if your why is big enough, then it doesn't matter how many crappy days you have you're going to push through those crappy days and you're going to, you're not going to quit because that's the best way for you not to succeed, right? Is to quit. (laughs) You just got to keep moving forward and finding different ways to make it work. I love it. I'm a proud, I'm a proud preacher of finding your why. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that great? I love it. Oh, I love people that think like me. (laughs) However you want to put it. Beth, this has been so awesome. I can't wait to go and have, you know, burgers with you and your, uh, Husband, I can't wait to meet him. Oh, yeah, you uh, love him. I thank you so much for joining me today. This has been absolutely wonderful. Thank love you. It, it was a pleasure. It was such a pleasure. I am so honored to be here. <laughs> um, and I really, I looked forward to it. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Beth. I'll talk to you very soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye-bye. Hey, Richie here, and I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if there are any other entrepreneurs out there that are, that have an amazing story, that they overcome adversity, challenges, and obstacles, please send me an email at uh, what's up at richieprior.com, W-H-A-T-S, up at richieprior.com. And in the subject line, put uh, podcast. I'll put whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Just Send me an email at that address if you're an entrepreneur you got an amazing story. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, I love my guests, and uh, thanks again for listening. Peace out. <laughs>